To start things off, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to our podcast sponsors, Extra Chewing Gum. We're about to binge on some cringe memories as our lovely guests open up about their early dating experiences. But Extra Chewing Gum is on a mission to give everyone that extra confidence they need to avoid needless dating disasters. Extra's fresh, new personalized packs will breathe new life, literally, into your dating game. Whether that's plucking up the courage to make the first move or staying calm in the face of that lush portion of garlic bread. Yum. Pick up a personalized Find Your Other Half pack today and find that special someone you want to share your gum with. Right, on with the show. I was actually going to go into, you know, the age old, like, what did you have for breakfast? Well, yeah. guys, I had potato waffles. And I, oh, my God. That's the, it's the only way. Potato waffles in the toaster has got me through lockdown. In the toaster? This is a yeah. thing. Who keeps them? Um, Ashling B says Ashling this as well. But, but, I didn't but it's an Irish thing. I just think, because everyone does it in Ireland, don't they, I Catherine? I always cook them in the grill, like some sort of. That's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a stern tone. Yeah. <laughs> don't wait. Find time or your own. Welcome to the Dating Hall of Fame, an audible honouring and ode to dates gone wrong. We're recording remotely, so please forgive the occasional technical glitch. It comes part and parcel with lockdown living. For privacy reasons, some of the clips we use are distorted and shortened. I had crumpets. Yeah. Oh, crumpets. Yeah, but I got in trouble because I I like my butter to be really melted. So I used to always put butter on the crumpets and then put them back in the toaster. I do that um, too. But then my mom, like their little sparks would fly. It's quite dangerous if you put too much butter dangerous. on it. Yeah. So I, I, I broke a few toasters. <laughs> you can't, you do not here in this house. Occasionally I just have to like throw, throw them back in for a second, pop them down and get them. I get them out real fast. <laughs> Wait, you don't know. You don't know that she puts buttered crumpets in the toaster. Like that that's gonna destroy. You'd have to be toaster. in the kitchen while I was making the breakfast in order to know that, wouldn't you, Laura? So. <laughs> Very Ooh. valid point. Very valid Ooh. point. I'll be I'll, I'll know that you're doing it <laughs> so as soon as the smoke alarm goes off. Who will you be shouting for then, will you? Laura! <laughs> Catherine and Sarah, welcome to the Dating Hall of Fame. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having us. I know. I was like a nervous hello. <laughs> Do you usually have couples or are we the only ones unwise enough to agree to talk about our dating lives in front of each other? We we have quite a mixture. We've had everyone from like wingmen together to single girl to a married couple to um, very, very single people. So, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I do find... Miles with- <laughs> off meeting the love of Bella. <laughs> Bless them. I just need them at it. Let's see if we ruin our relationship for you, Laura. That's going yeah. to be great. 19 weeks into lockdown and Laura Whitmore breaks us. <laughs> well, you know, stranger things have happened. I um, First question, actually. After yeah. lockdown or, you know, easing of lockdown, do you like each other more or less? Sarah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, That's intense. Okay. I really love you. Uh-huh. I do. I love you very much. Uh-huh. I'm alarmed that you have not wavered in your <laughs> desires to be in the same room as me. Uh-huh. I find that quite impressive. 
but no, I still I still like you very much. I, but the question was more or less. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's go with more because you can't say less, can you? Oh, you can. I'm <laughs> going to. Oh, do you think you like me less? Yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's. I love you more. Four minutes in. I love um, you more. I like you less. Wow. Okay. I, I broke you his already. Thanks. Thank you very much for having us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to Laura Whitmore. You feel the same. Well, I, how do I, how do we get ourselves out of this hole? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, just just fill us in. How long have you been together, and how do you define your status? Okay, so we've been together for five years in November. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was five years in November. Oh God, time flies when you're having fun. Uh-huh. Um, we're in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. I just say that with a question mark. <laughs> I, I just mean like, I, there's not. We're not like engaged or anything. Fan, we're nothing fancy or French. Yeah. Does that help? I think that you seem like you both are on the same wavelength for, for how long yeah. you've been together. Now yeah. we, we, we've cleared that up. Thank you. As well as surviving lockdown, you also survived doing a podcast together about relationships called "You'll Do." You have some, I mean, brilliant, brilliant guests on that show, brilliant couples on that show. Do you think doing that and having those guests helped you understand your relationship more? Yes. Yeah. That's good. You both answered the same this time. We're getting there. We're getting better, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine was just rearranging the plants in the room. I'm sorry. You moved something on the window ledge and I was just fixing it. Yeah. So So, we're fine. (laughs) Um, We, I think that it has been, the reason we did the podcast was because I don't know how you feel, but I feel like an awful lot of presentations of relationship, whether it's through social media or the media or film or television, feels like there's this overwhelming need for us all to be like, hashtag couples goals. Everything's Mm -hmm. perfect. My relationship's Mm -hmm. great. There's nothing wrong here. And then when couples break up two months later, we're all like, what is love? So we wanted to talk about this sort of complexity and ugliness and boredom of being with a person that you love but you can also dislike couples goals is kind of bullshit and like there's no you shouldn't be looking at anyone else's relationship and being like that's what I aspire to because Mm -hmm. chances are you don't actually understand like the stuff that they do to make it work I think we found that like the, the the difficult parts of relationships are the things that you're more likely to have in common with other couples than like mm-hmm. the the perfect bits that you think you should have. So Catherine and Sarah, do you know much about your dating histories, the dating histories of each other? I think so. Yeah, I think we talk quite a lot about it. Yeah, I mean, we're two women in a relationship, so we really get into stuff when we yeah, chat. And we are two queer women in London, so you have to cover all the dating history because if we're going to like a party, well, one of our exes will probably be so there. True. So. You cannot move for London lesbians. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Horrible moment where you take a sip of your drink and think, is that your ex or mine over there? Oh, especially when they're a DJ, impossible mm. to tell. So yes, we have talked about it at length. I'm sure there are still things we don't know because I think there are things, there's certain degrees where we're like, and that's enough information I don't need any more from you, thank you. Yeah, but it's more like I will tap out of a conversation when you're talking about something and then you'll tap out of a conversation when I'm talking about yeah. something. That's what all couples do. That's normal, yeah. isn't it? I'm yeah. like, I don't need to know any more about it. <laughs> That's quite enough information. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, Catherine and Sarah, we're going to move to the deal-breaking round. So I know a little bit about you guys. I'm going to find out a little bit more about dates, specific dates. But this is the bit where we're going to draw upon celebrity dating disasters reported in the media, as well as some blinders by our listeners who messaged in on dates at magscreative.co.uk. There's so many. We've got so many. So we've just been trawling through them all. So... Sarah and Catherine, I'm going to read out some date scenarios. We'll start with the celebs. And I want you to tell me whether you think this is a deal breaker or not. Just so I'll get a little bit more insight into okay. your psyche. Okay? I'm already excited. So we're going to go actually to this, the first episode of this podcast, uh, Dating Hall of Fame. And we had BBC Radio 1 DJ Melvin O'Doom. And he told us his worst date story uh, was where his date, who he'd been chatting to for months now, quite a long time, arrived to the date with her one-year-old son, which he didn't know about until then, and didn't know the son was coming. Surprise, child on the first date, deal breaker or not? Ooh. Oh, that's tricky. Because I love a baby. I know, me too. That's what I was thinking. You'd like to know, though. You'd like yeah. to know, wouldn't you? But I also value honesty. Oh. But I just, I also, like, it's, you know, I love, a, I love to <laughs> cuddle a baby and hand it back. I'm not like, oh. Well, let's continue on the road where I am potentially a co-parent. Yes. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I think it depends on how good looking the baby is. Yeah. <laughs> how I, do you judge a baby? Like, what's a, what is a good looking baby? Uh, it's never said, but we all know there's good babies and there's bad babies. Obviously, nobody thinks their own kid's a bad baby. But as non-child havers, I think you, we can be honest. You wouldn't want to be catfished by a baby. No. As well. If you turned no. up and you were like, he just did not look like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have this, this is really off topic, but we have this game I play with with, with my boyfriend, Ian. Irish baby or non-Irish baby? Yes! He says, oh, he says he can tell an Irish baby's head because they've got a big head and big eyes. And all my like different friends back at home, we'll play the game. And I'm like, whose baby's that? That's an Irish person's baby. Yeah. It always gets them right. It's so, we have, do we just have potato heads on us? We, even the good looking ones of us. We've played Irish or not Irish in the shopping centre near your house, your parents' house. Yeah, and we play the head on them at the airport when we decide yeah. we're people are Irish but the thing is you can always tell with Irish people you can kind of tell with English people but sometimes they have to look at their legs to tell and that's cheating so mm. it's because they oh, always look at the English legs on that baby Some... <laughs> anywho I think we're gonna go with you just like babies not a I deal wouldn't breaker. call it a deal breaker because it would fit, mm-hmm. but I do think that you should uh, also I love getting drunk on a date and that would feel less appropriate if there was a baby there yeah you have to be a bit more responsible don't you when there's a baby there yeah I mean she does I could still get drunk I'd be a terrible <laughs> co-parent yeah you would it would be a deal breaker for her because she'd uh-huh. be like why are you hammered around my back? I have to go to the bathroom and I won't let you hold my baby <laughs> Right, we're going to move on to our next story. This is former TOWIE star uh, Fern McCann. She said that one of her potential suitors uh, insulted her straight away uh, by saying that she had massive legs and then went on to try and suck her earlobes later in the date. How do you feel? I don't even know where to begin with. Also, an insult is probably not the best way to start a date. I'm going to say deal breaker on both counts. Which one? Which one? Massive legs. Like vertically or horizontally? <laughs> unless, unless he meant in a good way because you've strong legs, maybe yeah. you have muscular legs. Or like really long legs, that's nice. She does yeah. have long legs. She also has very skinny legs. So that's maybe a it was just a, this is a, a, a badly a phrased compliment. Yeah, bad use of like, words. But I think Look at the size of your legs. Look at the English legs on that baby. <laughs> First of all, if someone said, hello, you have massive legs, I'd probably already be crying. 
But at, at the point at which they then went to do anything to my earlobes on a first date, I'd be like, I'm out, goodbye. Mm, could be worse. I guess it would, could be worse. You could be like, you have massive earlobes. Can I suck your I don't know if I'm more annoyed that there was like a failed attempt at a sucked earlobe. Like, oh. I think once you're there, they're in your mouth, aren't they? Like, well, like he kept sliding off. Yeah, I don't know. Like, did she stop the whole thing? Oh. She turned her head and he ended up sucking her nose, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> I just think, especially in a public place, you no know, sucking of the face if it's the first oh, date. Oh, I assumed that was private earlobes. No, they were at a restaurant. Oh. No. In a restaurant. Eat your yeah. dinner, not my ear. Good yeah. lord. God. No. I'm amazed he uh, got close enough to her after the legs comment. <laughs> Do you know what he should have done? He should have brought a baby with him. It's yeah, true. She could have never resisted. We're going to move on to some of our great stories from our listeners. One of our listeners went on a first date with a guy off. She's a Tinder or Bumble or one of them. She doesn't even know. She's on all of them. She doesn't know which one it was. Um, about five minutes into the date, he started talking about how the government can't be trusted and how lizards run the world. This conversation came to a climax when he quite proudly stated that the world therefore cannot be round and it must be flat. Yay or nay? I know there's a difference of opinion. Sometimes is okay, but is this too much? It's a deal breaker. Goodbye. I mean, it is, but you've got to have a bit of fun with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd stay for the whole date, but I wouldn't date him. I'd be like, tell me more. (laughs) Second date for fun. Yeah, maybe. But honestly. They'd keep you safe, though, wouldn't you? The conspiracy theorists. Would they? Yeah, I'd say so. How so? Well, they're on the lookout for anyone in danger, aren't they? Gosh, yeah. Stop you falling off the side of the earth I guess that's something yeah, they would. yeah that's what I'm saying you've got limited places you can go on holidays because if you go yeah. too far that's you're gone that's isn't it true, yeah I'm out no yeah okay. it's with flat earths. do they just not believe in Australia what do they just no, do what? you just have to if keep you're on going, this date, going, going if you were on this date you, you could have asked that question these are the questions you could ask on that second date yeah you're right we would have to do a second date do you definitely uh, no respect do you have his number <laughs> Okay, we're going to say deal breaker overall, though. And then finally, a listener of ours went on a date to a theme park and they got stuck on the Ferris wheel. The person that they were dating, this was a first date, remember, then said, actually, I'm afraid of heights. But, you know, I didn't want to say because I was too embarrassed to say. Oh, God, this is terrible. Then said, maybe I have food poisoning because I don't feel that well. And ended up vomiting. Hmm. Vomiting on a first date, deal breaker or not vomiting on a ferris wheel on the first date like it's not really their fault though is it no it's not and i am scared of heights too so i i don't think i would have ended up on that date in the first place because i would not have been like let's go on a ferris wheel and but the thing is if they then vomited i would almost certainly vomit in response because i can't (laughs) i hate to be the one just below you (laughs) (laughs) that's how i cope with vomiting is i vomit so I'm going to say not a deal breaker for me because, you know, I think you have to have a little bit of empathy. Yeah, I I think it would depend entirely on what they'd had for lunch. <laughs> but, yeah, but no matter what you have, nothing is going to look good coming back. Yeah, home. Like, if you have a preference to like beans or pasta or some sweet corn in there. You can't be cute with it. Like. <laughs> if it was tuna, I'd be out. Okay, fair. You know? Yeah, fair. But if it was something oh, slightly less pungent, then maybe we could make it work. Okay. Mm. I feel like I've learned quite a lot from the deal breakers round. You're you're relatively forgiving on a first date. Relatively. So how did you guys meet? A comedy competition for female comedians. Mm. Against each other. 
Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Good start. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It laid a very treacherous piece of groundwork, I would say. So healthy. Yep. <laughs> well, speaking of competition, you guys did go up against each other on Roast Battle. Oh, yes. We did. Can we talk about, for those who didn't watch it, what exactly happened at the end of Roast Battle? I do not recall. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm really happy that you're still together. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I, I pretended to propose to Catherine via the medium of quite an emotional speech about queer representation on, <laughs> on television. television. <laughs> uh, nearly made myself cry with what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, you really got into it. I got really into the uh, performance of the monologue. I could tell. Uh, and also I was really nervous and my voice was wobbling because I was like, if I oh. fuck this up, it's going to go so badly. But um, Then you got down on one knee, opened the ring box. There was nothing in there and I said, I'll never marry you. Yeah. <gasps> the thing is, you have to understand, I was both aghast and offended, but also so proud of you for the joke. Mm. Like, I'm still a comic, so I was like, you little shit, that's a very good joke. Yeah. Um, but also, I felt worse for my mother, who, like, watched oh. it and basically ordered a hat during the gag and then was like, <laughs> no! But also, the entire production team at Roast Battle seemed oh were, were acting like I was actually proposing. Like, I had to hide the ring box, so I gave it to the woman who was doing their, like, hair and makeup. And every time I walked by her during the day, she would, like, pat the ring box in her pocket and like wink at me and I was like no this isn't real guys everybody chill out but also the amount of people who were like were you so devastated I was like if Sarah proposed to be on television I would say no because I don't I would you would you have said in that moment would you have said no really I cannot stress to you how much I never I do not wish to be proposed to publicly or even Mm -hmm. necessarily at all like as in it's not a big thing for me and I also just like I quite like the idea that we, I don't know, chat about it. But mainly I'm like the idea of doing it in front of people. In any conversation we've ever had, like in in any brief conversation we've had about like proposals and marriage, you've always stressed that you find the idea of being proposed to in front of a bunch of people mortifying. So I'm quite surprised that you even thought for a moment it was actually happening. I watched it and I looked at your face, Catherine, and you like... There is, you can see the fear in your eyes. Like you did think it was happening. That's it. But it is fear. That would be your deal breaker, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. If you proposed to me on television, we'd have to break up. Mm. So that's a relief. And and we said some horrible shit to each other. Oh, yeah. You you really really did. I found the proposal the most offensive. I was like, don't you fucking propose on television. (laughs) Thankfully, Catherine Ryan, it cuts to her at one point and she looks physically sick. Like she's disgusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She recoils (laughs) when she thinks that I'm doing this. And I, that's. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that, correct. Shall we reminisce on that first date? Yes. Our first date. Oh, oh baby. It wasn't a good one. So many deal breakers. So many things to say. We had, so when we met, we didn't particularly like each other. And we met about four months before our first date. And then we... Went to Edinburgh Comedy Festival. I'd just broken up with my girlfriend before it. Sarah still had a girlfriend. We were acting a lot like we really hated each other, but, you know, you'd also be, like, in the same place all the time. A lot I'm of like, nagging. Oh, what a coinkadink yeah. that we also happened to be exactly where you tweeted you'd be. <laughs> but then um, we went, to, Sarah broke up with her girlfriend and after Edinburgh, and literally, not, to be clear, nothing happened, but it was just like we basically set our entire relationship and dynamic up as people who didn't like each other, which is important mm. because when we went finally on a date, we had 
by virtue of being there, obviously conceded that was not the case, mm-hmm. but ultimately had nothing to say to one another because we were so used to just like being quite mean, mean, rude, yeah, aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And we, it was so tense. Like you looked like a snail because you had your giant backpack of every belonging <laughs> you had on you. Yeah. And I was done up to the night. Wait, so wait, you had a back, you had a backpack on. Yeah. So the yeah. first time I went on a first date with Ian, my other half, he was wearing a backpack. And I was like, are you off to school? I was yeah. like, what? where are you yeah. going? Like, <laughs> you know what? Just now you it, I don't know if I've ever seen Ian Sterling not with wearing a backpack. No, he, yeah. course, we're comics. Like we always have everything for four days in our bag. Just in case, like. Yeah, but I've seen him at like several different occasions. Well, he had one, we went to an award ceremony once using a tux and he had a backpack. And then he actually was presenting something on stage and quickly gave me the backpack. And I'm there in a ball gown going, I don't want your backpack. <laughs> oh. But I, now I feel better because I feel like maybe it's a comedian thing. It is. It is. It's, it's, yeah, it's got, not okay. But you got it, your notepad, you've got your water bottle, you've got your <laughs> tissues in case you cry, you know. Oh, um, God. So we met in this hotel and I booked a room because I'm nothing if not confident. And we, <laughs> You booked a room for the first date? Yeah, of course. And oh, that, it's it. been a lot of that there'd been a lot of build up to this. Okay. Situation. Also, okay. I I'm just not. I've never been the kind of woman who's yeah. like, you should wait till the. I've been like, let's try before we buy, friends. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I was homeless. I was like, I want bed and a hot meal. <laughs> yes. so I'll we, be there. So we are in this hotel bar, and we're barely talking to each other. It's very tense, and nobody knows what to say. Nobody knows what to say and then there's a date happening beside us two guys they'd met a week before in a toilet and they, they were all over each other absolute hands akimbo one of them goes to Lou the other one leans in and says we've been trying to figure out what's going on here we're on a date are you on a date which is it's fair that they're confused because Catherine is wearing like <laughs> she looks amazing hair done makeup done like you're in all black I'm dressed like Ian Sterling and awards ceremony <laughs> 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 which is so to say, real mess. Which is to say, I haven't put my backpack down. <laughs> we basically are, go, yeah, we're on a date, and they basically, I think they take pity on us. So they got us drunk, and suddenly and, we're on a first date with two gay men. Yeah, and it's going much better than it was before. <laughs> they just keep buying us prosecco and gin, mm-hmm. so we're like, please don't leave us. But at one point, myself and the younger, what turned out to be party gay, went outside. Oh yeah, you got the fun gay, and I yeah. was left with the scary gay. So the fun gay and I went out and were giggling away, and then we came back, and you looked. You haunted. Were, you looked haunted. You were a different color, and I was like, "What's going on?" So while we were out chatting, what were you? What was he saying to you? I um, I tried to make small talk, which is not my forte, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, what do you do as a job?" And he said, "Oh, I'm a model agent." And I said, "Oh, how did you become a model agent?" And he just went, "Oh, well, um, you know, a good few years ago there was a boat crash." on the Thames and there was loads of model agents on board and they all died. And I read about it in the paper and I thought, sounds like they need some model agents. <laughs> you were like, this man's a psychopath. This we have to go. Yeah, Once um, we finish the wine he's bought us. Yeah. And, and, and we just didn't talk about it again. He just sort of like, 
I, I don't remember whether he put his finger to his lips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, went, and, and I've never forgotten the look on his face when he told me that he made his career out of the the bodies of all of the other model agents who died in the test. We Googled it as well and it actually it's happened. It's terrible. Um, and then we went upstairs and had the worst sex that two people have ever had in their life. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> unfulfilling. No one felt a thing. Mm. I don't think I, I bought really expensive underwear. Mm. Sarah didn't have her glasses. Couldn't, couldn't tell you what so she was me, like, take you... it off. I don't know how to get through this. Couldn't tell you what colour it was. No, no it idea. was an absolute nightmare. It was really bad. Mm. Really bad. But thankfully, there was a second date. It's honestly a mystery to me as to how. Like, I don't know what about that would have made us go, yeah, we'll try that again. I think I needed to tell somebody what Mark had told me when you went outside. (laughs) (laughs) And I needed to prove that I was better at sex than I let on. When I called you again, I was like, listen, I've been sitting on this for 24 hours and I need to speak to you about it. (laughs) And I was like, great, I think we need to have another go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what you, what you've described is not the greatest of all dates, if I'm honest. No, Carlos, but was that your best worst date, or do you have something even worse in the vault? Have you had worse first dates or worse dates than that? Um, I'm trying to think whether there's anything. No, I've actually had a lot of really nice dates. Yours was probably the worst. <laughs> oh, that's nice, isn't it? I've, I've been on a really awful date. I feel like it's happened to me quite a few times where I've been on a date with a girl. Or a woman and, and like, groups of other women have been like, oh, there's some girls over there. We should join them. Um, and, then, <laughs> yeah, and you end up on, like, a girls' night yeah, out. And yeah. you're like, we were supposed to fuck. <laughs> like, and that's, mm. you know. That's, that's and then you, then you lose her amongst the other girls. Yeah. And you're like, which was the one I was doing? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. That's happened a few times. I also was once taken on a date in an Italian restaurant, which was next door to Romeo's, which means nothing probably to most of your listeners, except to say that it was the best chipper in, in like my local area when I was a youth. And the food was terrible. And also the person I was on a date with didn't like garlic. Hmm. So... I was just smelling the best chips in the world, not eating them in an Italian restaurant, unable to order anything that would be delicious. Just food-wise, that was pretty depressing. It's not funny. Yeah, going, on a, going on a date with someone where you can't order what you want, like that just sounds like the worst date of all time. Oh, completely agreed. It's like there's few things worse than going on a date and having the other person be like, oh. I'm on a diet. No, I can top it. I once went on a date with someone and they, they thought they should order for me. <gasps> no, that, I'm, like, I'm like, have you? Do you know anything about me? Have you met me? I'm like, ordering no. for me is not a good idea. Like, yeah. no, no, but I know the menu. I know the menu really well. I'm like, I don't care if you know the menu really you well. You know, know you don't me. know me. You don't know me well. Also, I'm literate. Why were you dating me, assuming I wasn't? I got this. I can read and think. <laughs> oh, that's a deal breaker. That is. Yeah, so, I, I hate to say it, but that's such a. That feels like. I assume the date was with the dude. I'd prefer. Yeah. yeah. Somebody vomiting on the Ferris wheel. Me too. Somebody ordering. <laughs> yeah. I hear I'd, you. I'd prefer the spare baby. Yeah. <laughs> spare baby. Free baby. It's not like, oh, I got this baby. Do you want it? Like, oh, I'll take a baby, it. a baby with an Irish head that's vomiting. I'll take. Yeah. yeah. Way better than that guy. Oh, out of here. I went on an awful day in the university freshers week, uh, but it was with a guy. And I don't think that I can sit here being like, <laughs> it was awful just because he was a man. <laughs> like he didn't do anything wrong. It was just, 
the fact that he was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was a man, he was not, not very yeah. yeah. No, actually, he was a little bit sleazy and he definitely wanted to like, like he wasn't really picking up hints that I wasn't having a great time and he tried to come back to my flat with me and I had to pretend mm. my new flatmate's dog had died and she was depressed. So I was like, I'm so why, sorry. <laughs> why did you have to come up with that story? Why did you not just like say, D- no. Because he was like, oh, come on. I wasn't confident enough to be like, fuck off, because I was like uh, 18 years old. I remember I remember lying to a guy once who'd asked me out and he'd got my number from someone I worked with and uh, he'd asked me out and I, I lied and said I was seeing someone because I was not interested. So I said, oh, I, I should have just said no, but I was like, no, I'm sorry, I'm seeing someone. And he went, it's okay, we can go somewhere private. <gasps> no way. No. And I was still too polite to say, no, no, <laughs> I just don't like you. And also you sound like you would definitely cheat on me. So yeah. 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 I had that with a guy on the tube and it was recently and I was wearing a denim jacket in it like over the head headphones and I have short hair and he kept Is like, there such thing as an Irish head? Sarah has a lesbian head. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I could not yeah. have been giving out more <laughs> vibes. Big lesbian into the world. Like <laughs> and this guy just kept asking me, like, and I was like for some reason, I didn't feel comfortable being like, I'm gay, because, you know, you don't know whether something's going to, if that's going to go down well. So I was like, oh, you know. But also, no thank you should be sufficient. Yes, it should be. But I was like, he was like, oh, do you want to go out sometime? And I just found myself like being like, yeah, you know, I just don't think my mum would be very happy if I went on a date <laughs> with a random man I met on the tube. And I'm like, why am I saying these things? Like, And he's like, oh, you know, why? Is it, like, what? Why? What's wrong with me? And I'm like, you're uh, a stranger. And also, no. <laughs> so instead of telling me you were a lesbian, you pretended you were a child and said stranger danger. In, in terms of things I look like, it's number one, lesbian. <laughs> and number two, a child, you it's know. It's true. It's true. It is. It's worrisome, though, that like because of the physical dynamic like difference and because of like social structures around women and the need to be polite, we have been we are like and it's valid sometimes to be afraid to say no, thank you. Yeah. And also that when you even when you do dudes take that as, oh, she just wants me to try harder. And it's like, no, mm. no it's made bro. me a good improviser. I think I'm like yeah. the dog is dead. What kind of dog was it? Hey, Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> you have all the detail. Then you get yourself yeah. so deep in it. His name um, was Tippy. He was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, ladies, we're going to go on to our next round. And this is from our lovely listeners. And this is the voice note. So we got this, uh, we got a voice note sent in from one of our listeners and she'll set it up and and feel free to talk through it. And then I'm going to ask you a few questions afterwards. Okay. So listen carefully and feel free to take notes because you might need to. Oh God, okay. I went on a date with a guy who was based we'd matched on tinder when tinder was a thing maybe like 2015 or something and then like never met up classic but like every now and again he would pop up and be like oh you in london because he lived in london and i lived up north at the time and then about three years after the initial match he did it again and was popped up and was like oh i saw you in london on your snapchat story or whatever and do you want to go for a drink at this point i was about 21 I think and I was like fuck it yeah let's just do it Um, he seemed quite funny I was like oh yeah maybe we'll get on but it was like the first time that I'd really been on a um, like a Tinder or Hinge date or whatever and I was really nervous 
obviously had a few drinks before. I was also running really late. So he was sat at this bar in somewhere in East London. And then he was up on the roof terrace, like sat behind this door. And I was really nervous going in and I ran up the stairs and saw him through the glass and he hadn't seen me. And I just freaked out and I sort of ran towards him and was like, catfish! Um, And he was obviously pretty stunned and was like, uh, hi? And I was like, yeah, sorry, hi. And then just carried on and ignored it. But um, yeah, never, never got a text back after that. The day went quite well though, I thought, but maybe it just got off on the wrong foot, maybe? I don't know. Oh, bless her. Well, there you go. I don't, what do you think? First of all, what's your immediate reaction to that? I, 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 the best, I, I think she was trying to be funny. Like what, maybe like break the ice. Breaking the ice is a tough one, guys. She just yelled catfish at him. Yeah. Is breaking the ice that difficult? Like they have this whole group of words for it. Like you could go with hello or <laughs> hi. Look at the beautiful view. We're on a roof. Nice to meet you. Don't throw me off. No, don't do that either. <laughs> okay, it's better than catfish. It is. Um, ooh, if somebody just shouted catfish at me and I had used my own photos, I'd be a bit like, are you trying to say that I'm not as good looking or as whatever you I think she was trying to like talk about herself. Like I think she was going in there going like, I've catfished you. I don't, you know, I'm not as hot as you probably think I am. But like kind of taking the... I think that's what she was trying to do. But what sounded like was that she was calling him a catfish. Yeah. And also just, yeah. I think any date that starts out with this person you've never catfish. met shouting at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like no matter what the word, just if somebody comes into a rooftop and shouts at you, I'm never like, this is going to go well. Yeah. But catfish in the modern day is also the equivalent of walking into a room and being like, ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's a lot. Um, also, she was drunk and late. Yeah. She's not selling herself well. No, and like, if you were drunk and you would think that you shouted, imagine how loud it must have actually been. And this guy had waited three years to meet her. Yes. Uh, dreaming of her for three years. What would the first words she'd say to me when we finally meet? And maybe, maybe it wasn't just how she started it. Because she said the date went well, but let's be honest, there's always two sides to every story. Maybe it didn't go as well as she thought. Yeah, I mean, I gather given he didn't text. He didn't even text. Yeah. And, and he was keen to see her, like he, her for three and he whole saw years. he was still looking at her Snapchat three he years later. Like he was kind invested. of if anything too keen. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the creep of the story. Me too, but actually, she really turned the beat around. Yeah. Do you think that maybe she was just nervous? We've spoken on the show before about like stupid things people say on dates, but a lot of it just comes from nerves. Oh, totally. But I think that what you what you want to do then is to be like. I have literally no idea why I said that. I'm so sorry. I'm nervous. It's nice to meet you. Why would I shout that? I don't know what I was thinking. Do you want to still go on this date? I'd like to still be on this date. Or something more chill than that. But my point is... That being, wasn't chill at all. Like, <laughs> I considered breaking up with you as you said that to me. My I was point, like, I don't think I'm going to text this woman back. <laughs> my point is, just, if you address it, whereas if you're just like, well, I guess I'll get a drink. I'd be like, this is madness. Mm. Okay, we've learned what's not a good way to start a date there from our listener. But I want to know what is a good way to start a date? What are the best chat up lines? Do you believe in chat up lines, Sarah? Do they work? No, I don't I don't think I do. I think if you've got like a one size fit all chat up line, then I then I think you're up to no good. You know? I think you can just go and if you need to essentially rehearse 
how to have a conversation with somebody who, who in your mind might then be your future partner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something's not quite right. You're probably the kind of man who says females. What is the best chatter line you've ever had directed at you? Or have you, have you had the delight of that? The only equivalent, and I mean like, God, what does it say about me that this is the best example I can think of is I'd, I was walking along in Soho once and a man ran up behind me and said, sorry, excuse me. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, sorry, you dropped this. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I took from him what was rubbish off the ground. (laughs) And then I opened it and it was a piece of paper. I was like, I don't think I dropped this. And I opened it and it was like, it just said, I really like redheads. Here's my number. That's kind of cute. No, Laura, not I really like you. I really like hair that is red. Call me. <laughs> no. But I like the idea of the note thing is cute. It is weird that you just took rubbish off a stranger. <laughs> but. I think the worst part is, Laura, I don't... How, I was walking quite... I walk at pace, right? So I don't think that he just wrote that down. I think he has... He's following the, you. Of, oh, I think, he think he's got like, a, I really pace. like blondes. I really like brunettes. <laughs> like... I really like alopecia. Yeah, I think he has like a bunch of notes in his bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. But also I was just like, oh, I better take this man's trash. Yeah. I was at a cash point in Edinburgh once and a man said, hey, come here often. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> like, oh, my God. So I was like, it, it, that, that felt like a strange... Yeah, I almost respected that he just went with a classic. Yeah, there's there's a line I get a lot because because I talk about my sexuality on stage in mm-hmm. in comedy. Like I'll mention being bisexual a lot. So there are, there's a certain type of like middle aged man that thinks it's acceptable, thinks it will work genuinely to come up to me afterwards and say, "So uh, you're bisexual." And that is it. That's the line. And then they just... Oh, that's the chat of line. Right? Oh, <laughs> like, right. how, how do you answer that? Exactly. You just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, okay. good night. <laughs> so yeah, that's happened to me a lot. Like way more than I care to say. Girls, I've absolutely loved doing this. Thank you so much for joining me. Before I let you go, uh, I want you each to let me know what your dream date is, your dream date scenario. Oh God, at this stage, Laura, I just want to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> so your date would be to be alone away from Catherine, yeah? <laughs> that would be my ideal date. <laughs> Separate rooms at a spa that was big enough not to see you. <laughs> yeah, like just a little bit of peace and quiet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've also loved doing this. Thank you for yeah, having no. us. <laughs> what, what's your you would, date, you would have You would have enjoyed it more if you were doing it separately. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what we're saying. Yeah, but like, okay, what would your ideal date be? It doesn't necessarily have to be with me. Okay. With somebody else. Great. In a guy that- walks up to you in a bar. He goes, so you're bisexual. <laughs> I say, thank God someone else to talk to. I guess my ideal date would be beach related. I'd like okay. to go to a beach. I like mm-hmm. I like drinking on the beach. Okay. What I heard was uh, drink in excess. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to binge drink and then be brought for dinner with ideally with the sea. Great. Would you, would you count yourself as high maintenance? Yeah, I mean, I don't. It doesn't need to be like you spend lots of money, mm-hmm. but I certainly thought, thought. Yeah, I, I certainly yeah. like a lot of thought, which is weird because I've ended up with you and <laughs> you're not really into that, are you? What, thinking? <laughs> I love thinking. I'm always thinking. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was going to say I brought Sarah on a date in lockdown in the house and I set up like a cinema and like a ping pong table and we did cocktails and I made her a nice dinner and I set up a bar and stuff. That's so but thoughtful. It doesn't have to be money. Like I'm fine with, mm. yeah. Um, what about you, Sarah? What, my perfect date? But it's probably just you and the PlayStation, isn't it? Yeah, like the PlayStation's on. She's looking cute. <laughs> I, I thought that you might reply with um, the the date that Catherine did for you when you were in lockdown. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for that and then it didn't come. <laughs> right. so. Okay. Laura's still a girl with more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, girls, I've absolutely loved having you. Me and Ian Sterling are alone in a room. To be honest with you, he mainly he does is like play computer games and Mm. wear backpacks, so you're kind of like made for each other. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, how nice. And and then then me and Catherine can just like butter loads of crumpets and put them in toasters. Yes, (laughs) you can have a collection of toasters and a happy life. Two Irish women burned down there. Yeah, we need a fire brigade at hand at all times. Um, Thank you so much to, to both Sarah and Catherine. And thank you for listening to Dating Hall of Fame. Um, special thank you to all of those who sent in your stories. There are some incredible ones uh, that often brighten up the mood when days are not so bright. Um, if you've got a cracker of a story that you want to get out there and you feel you want to get off your chest, you can do it by voice tonight. You can do it by email. You can be anonymous if you want to. Or you can just tell the world who you are. Please send your stories to dates at magscreative.co.uk or you can comment in the review section of the app. We want to hear them all. I think anyway. Until next time, take care. Thank you again to our sponsors, Extra Chewing Gum, who are making this series possible. It doesn't have to be as much of a roller coaster as we've just heard. You can breathe through even the toughest dating moments with a fresh new outlook. Don't forget to check out Extra's new Find Your Other Half personalized packs that are giving you the confidence to go out and find your special someone, meaning you can still get all the feels from tonight's date without worrying about the microwave fish you had for lunch. Extra Chewing Gum has got your dating back.